Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Um, all right, I am Kate Bowman. I am the CEO of Floyd Consulting. My team and I work with organizations to help them build dynamic cultures so people love coming to work and accomplishing great things together. 
Uh, I also have a weekly newsletter called Massive Optimism. And so if you want to receive five ideas to inspire you every week, you can go to massiveoptimism.club. And I share, I usually just share some, um, some things that some of the stuff that I talk about here on, on Clubhouse. And um, it's usually just kind of something that has happened to me over the week that I hope that you can get some value out of. But I always share journaling prompts, book recommendations, something that you can just dig into that will hopefully help you in some way. And I share that every single Sunday. Sunday mornings is when I share it. I'll put the link at the top. Um, I share it on Sundays to start your week. Um, and um, I've been doing some YouTube lives over on my YouTube channel. So I know I talked about this a little bit last week. I know some of you are building YouTube channels. So if you are over on YouTube and you're building a channel, um, please let's connect. Let's subscribe to each other's channels. Let's support each other. I love supporting other creators on different platforms, especially when they're building and growing. Um, so like I said, um, I have this journal called, uh, uh, the title of it is called Create for No Reason. It's the title of my podcast. And I do share 77 journaling prompts in this journal, as well as a bunch of pages at the end for you to just doodle and free flow, write and journal on your own. Um, but today, this morning, um, I was looking at one of the prompts and writing and the prompt was what excuses are you making for not going after your dreams and i thought oh what a perfect prompt for this particular room today and it's something to consider what excuses are you making because we make excuses every day we make excuses every day we we just do that we don't call them excuses sometimes but we talk ourselves out of our dreams all the time. We tell, we, we say things like, oh, I don't have, I don't have the resources. I don't have the technology. I don't know how I'm not ready. I'm too old. I'm too young. I don't have the experience. It'll never work. These are all excuses that we make for the dreams that we have in our heart and in our life, whether it's for our business or personal or family or whatever it is. And it's up to us to discover what those excuses are so that we can know, we can identify them and then know and recognize when we're actually doing it, right? Like we have to call ourselves out of it. So today I have a couple things that I want to talk about. I always love my segments here on Thursdays. I really just feel like, um, I know I say this on Thursdays. I don't know. There's something about a Thursday, right? It's not quite the weekend. We still have a lot to do. Uh, but there's some some kind of energy about it, and maybe it also is the fact that like I get to I get to chat with you after Iffy and Dr. Jamie Lacey, um, and I just love seeing all of you beautiful faces in here. Mary Lynn, it's so good to always see you, and Mariana, and Kimberly, and Jackie, and Dr. Janicia, and Robert, and BJ, and Jacqueline, and Jeff, and Daniel, and everybody that's here. And if you are here and you want to come join us at the table, all you have to do is raise your hand because like Glenn Lundy says, everyone has a seat at the table. So if you want to come up and join us, please join the conversation. We do want to invite you up. We want to make sure everyone feels seen and valued and heard, and we want to make sure that we're providing you the information and inspiration that you need to start your day. So one of the things that I'm working on right now, um, I know I feel like we always were all of us are always working on lots of things. I would, I would say if you, if you are multi-passionate, 
if you are a multi-passionate person and you have a lot that you love to do in your business, in your life, and lots of projects, can you just like flash <laughs> your mic? If you're around, can you flash your mic? All right, Dr. Jamicia and Kimberly and Justin and Mary Lynn and Meredith. All right, we've got lots of multi-passionate people. Yes, we're very multi-passionate, right? We can't just do one thing. So one of the projects that I'm working on right now, and I'm so excited because I've been working on it for like two years. Um, so I'm writing this book, and it is it has been so much fun, but also not so fun at sometimes just because it's a project, right? It's a really long project as a content creator. It's really, we have this instant gratification. It's, it's when you write a blog post or you do a YouTube video or you do a podcast, it's like you do it, you put it out into the world and it's done and you get to move on. Writing a book is very different. Writing a book is like, I'm sitting here by myself in my office behind my computer, writing, 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 and no one's seeing what I'm writing because I'm writing a full book. So it's definitely a different process, one that I'm not necessarily used to because I do, at least for me, I don't know how you guys feel, but I feel like there's something about the ability to share something that makes it real, that makes it feel like, oh, the work that I put into it actually created something and now I get to put it out into the world. Where a book, you know, you have to wait a lot longer to actually get some of that feedback and what it is and on, on, on your work. So I'm writing the book. It's been about a two-year process, and right now I'm in the editing process of my book. And I had the I had a call with my editor this week, and what's crazy is I didn't realize how emotional I was going to get. I started crying on this Zoom call with my editor, not because of what she was telling me, because what what she was telling me was really helpful information. But I think it was just like this idea that like somebody else has seen it and is now giving me feedback on ways to strengthen the book and what I need to kind of, so there are still a few ideas that I need to flesh out a little bit more. And I got very emotional about it. And then I realized as I was going through her notes, which by the way, I, the first time that I've ever gotten notes from an editor was when I was working, I was asked in magazine and I started writing and I will never forget the experience that I had because I submitted my work and I knew that it wasn't that good. Like I, th there was pieces that I was like, I know this is a good concept and idea, but there's something about it that I feel like it doesn't all tie together in like a nice pretty bow, but I couldn't figure out what I needed to do. So the editor wrote me back and gave me all this feedback. And it was the first time that I ever got, ex that I was ever experiencing this, uh, this editing process where someone was sharing with me kind of the, the, the issues with the writing. And she, it was so funny. She, I don't think most editors do this, but she like felt kind of bad because she's like, I feel bad. Like it is good, but there's all, and it, there was a lot that she had kind of, you know, ink marked up like that red ink that is not so fun to see. Like when we were back in school <laughs> and I wrote her back. I said, thank you. This is so incredible. I was so excited to receive this constructive criticism because I didn't know how to make it better. And so I loved that process. And so the same thing happened when I got my, my edits back. Fortunately, it was not as red and inked up as it was in the past <laughs> and in some of my past work, but I still got really emotional. And what I, what I realized was as I was going through everything, I wrote her and I said, hey, I'm really interested in knowing 
why you ask me these questions. And I'm really interested in understanding why you removed pieces of the book or why you're recommending that I remove pieces of the book. And the whole point was, and I, and I said, and it's not even because I'm questioning the editing. What it was is I'm really trying to become the best writer that I can be. I want to become a better writer. And it's really about the process. And I thought, oh, this is so interesting. It highlighted for me what I already know kind of to be true about my creative process is that I really do love the process. I hate the process too, <laughs> but I love it more than I hate it, right? I love the process of putting in work, of getting feedback and figuring out how I can take that feedback and what I need to do to get better. It's, I talked about it last week when I talked about comedians, right? Comedians get on stage night after night, they tell jokes, they have to figure out how they are going to create that Netflix special, right? What jokes land, what don't. And sometimes it's as little as, like when I've listened to these interviews of comedians, sometimes it's as little as the voice inflection or that, that extra second pause before you say the punchline. Or you, know, it's the, or you have to just remove two words out of the sentence to make it a little bit tighter and stronger. Oh my gosh, it's so, it's so cool. So obviously I'm a fan of the writing process, but think about in your world, what is the process that you love so much? The process of building a business, right? It's the same thing. You're building a business and you're figuring out what works, what doesn't. Why did this phone call? Why did this sales call go really, really well? Why did this sales call flop? And every time you do something, you get more data, you get more information. And we can either decide to just blow it off or we can decide to go really deep in it and analyze how are these things, why is this working, why is this not? One of the things uh, I was watching this, uh, I don't know if you guys know that creator Mr. Beast on YouTube, he's like the biggest YouTube creator on the planet. Like he started doing YouTube videos when he was like 11 years old and he was actually on the Joe Rogan uh, Experience podcast and he was talking about when he started doing YouTube videos and he was in insane about the process. Like for months and months at a time, literally the only thing he did was YouTube. He was figuring out YouTube and he got a couple of other people that were just as crazy as he was, a couple of other kids. I mean, these are kids, they are kids. And for hours and hours and hours every single day, they were just focusing on YouTube, like analyzing the thumbnail. Did this thumbnail do better than this one and why? Why did people watch this video versus that video? Why did this one pop and this one didn't? Like analyzing every single thing about the process and how to get better at YouTube. It was all they did. They were crazy. He was like, we had no life. It was literally them in their bedrooms talking to each other. They had no friends, no life, nothing. It's crazy. Now, I'm not saying that you should do that, but I find it so fascinating when you look at the people at the top of their game, they are fanatical about process. They are fanatical about data. And one of the things that he shared that I thought was so cool, he shared, hey, I'm, I made a lot of mistakes, which is what helped me learn through the process. But guess what? Because he had a couple of friends that were doing it too, and they were making their own mistakes, they came together and shared each other's mistakes. And it kind of sped up the process, right? Because now you get to learn even more because you're working with someone else. This is why masterminds are so great. This is why rooms like this is so great because we get to learn and grow with each other. We get to discover 
uh, uh, we discover what what worked for somebody, what didn't work for somebody, and we don't have to make some of the same mistakes that other people are making. So in your business, in your life, what are those dreams that you're working on? Your business, your family, your creative pursuits, your projects. And are you fanatical about the process? Do you love the process? The thing about process that I love so much is it's not it's not about the outcome. It's about who you're becoming every single day because of the process. It's like every time that you get more data, like for me, every time that I'm writing, the more that I'm writing, the more I write every single day, the more that I can go back to my writing and I can pick out how to make things stronger. I can pick out why this, this sentence doesn't, doesn't work or doesn't land as well as it should or could. And you get to know, you get to see how much better that you get in your business, in your life, in whatever it is. It's asking really great, great questions. So I've been doing, um, I've been doing my podcast for about a year and a half now. I have 59 episodes and every single time I do it, I usually do interviews and every single time after I interview, I'm always asking, okay, how could that have gone better? Why did, how did I set it up? So, you know, there's sometimes when I get off of it, you know, you know, when you do something and you're like, nailed it, that was awesome. Maybe you did a, a live on Instagram, or maybe you did a video, or maybe you wrote a blog post, or maybe you did a sales call, whatever it is. And you're like, oh my gosh, nailed it. Best ever. After that call, are you analyzing why, why, why did this work? Why do I feel this way? What did I do that work that I can repeat? And then on those times when you maybe do something that, oh, this, I could have done much better. Why? And start writing the, down those things. And so we don't make the same mistakes over and over. We get to really learn from, from the process, learn from what we're doing every single day. I also like to ask my guests, how could I have done better? Because I want to get better. In fact, after we do a training, I was just in DC for a, a leadership training last year. I was, I trained 25, um, people from a leadership team. It was incredible. And I always send my client a feedback form because I want to know how I can get better. Now, do I want to get fives? Sure. Of course. I want to get fives all day. I want them to love it. I want them to, I want to make sure they got the best experience possible, but I always encourage them to write at least one or two things. Like how, how could this have been better? There's always ways that it can be better. And every single time I get that from, from my clients, it's usually really simple things that we can implement and that we can apply my team, my team and myself. So I'm fanatical about that. How can you, with the people that you're experiencing, that you're working with, what can you do? How can you reach out to them and ask them, how are you experiencing my product, my service, the way that you work with me? How are you experiencing my podcast or the work that I do? So that you can get better, not because you want to please everybody, but simply because you care about getting better every single day. Everything you do is a chance to get better. Everything you do is a chance to learn and to grow. Yesterday, I actually interviewed a girl for an office manager position um, at my company that we're, we're hiring for. And one of the questions that I asked her is, if you could learn one new skill easily, what would it be? Imagine someone said to you, hey, you can learn one new skill really quickly. What would it be? I also asked her if there was one work activity you never had to do again, 
what would it be? <laughs> if there is something in your work life that you never had to do again, what, what would that particular thing be? And what was interesting is that both questions really stumped her. She had to kind of take a pause and, and think about it. And that's good. We should be asking ourselves great questions that maybe make us pause. We should be asking ourselves great questions that help us grow, that help us get out of our comfort zone, that help us think about life a little bit differently, to help us get better at our craft. This is why, if you know me, you know I love reading. I love reading great books because reading great books, they, they ask us questions. They help us, they help us see things a little bit differently. It's crazy how you can read a full, you can read an entire book and it doesn't really, maybe you didn't even love the book that much, but there might be one question, one phrase, one comment, one quote in there that just like changes the way that you think about life. And that is why I'm, that's why we're in here, right? We're constantly learning and growing. Think about it. You can, I'm sure there is, there are things, I mean, you guys come in here every single morning, every single day, we're always here together. And there's something that a moderator said. There's something that somebody said on this stage. Maybe it's one thing that impacted your life so much that you shift and changed how you did think, how you did something. It's look at Glenn, Glenn Lundy, right? I mean, if you guys have the morning five planner, I bet not all of us woke up every morning and did this, these five things, right? Not snap, not pressing snooze, writing your gratitude, writing your goals. They change our life when we ask great questions. When we ask great questions, when we read great books, when we listen to interesting podcasts, when we work on our craft and figure out what we need to do to get better every single day. How many of you are where you thought you would be in life? Is anyone like exactly where, how about this? If you are not, if you're doing something and you're like, oh my gosh, this is not where I thought I was going to be. Can you just like flash your mic or open your mic and say no? No. 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 Oh my gosh. Right? We're all, it's, it's crazy there. We, we, our lives are so, life is so interesting. Life is so interesting. How things, how things show up. It's so fascinating how we just, none of, none of us are where we thought we would be for the most part, because it's not just this linear path. It's so interesting. We meet different people. We have new experiences. We, we are invited to experience things that we never even knew existed in the past. Maybe, it, maybe you have a job that you didn't even know existed. There are jobs today that didn't even exist 10 years ago. Especially when social media came out and everyone started becoming a social media manager. It's like, wait, what? That wasn't even a thing. And who knows where the next chapter of your life is going to lead. I On, on my podcast this week, uh, the episode that came out this week on Monday... I, ha I get I, I post a new episode every Monday, and the one this week was by uh, a really incredible author named Pamela Slim, and she wrote this book called Body of Work. It's one of my favorite books. I have it on my bookshelf. It's it's she wrote it a long time ago. Let's see, I don't even remember when she wrote it. Maybe two thousand and four. Anyway, it's a really wonderful book, and one of the reasons why 
is because she, it's called body of work, finding the thread that ties your story together. And one of the reasons why I love this book so much is because she talks about your entire body of work. And in it, she gives you exercises on how to discover what it is that you do really well, what it is that you maybe don't do so well. And she helps you discover like work that you're really made for. And she talks about how our, our lives are so fluid that maybe you're an entrepreneur today. And she talked a lot about if you're an entrepreneur today, but maybe you want to go work for someone else and you go and work for someone else. And, and, and there's this kind of stigma, like, wait, if you have a business, there's no way you could go work for someone else. But she talks about how, no, why is Why? If you want to go work for someone else and there's an opportunity, why would you not try that and work for somebody else? And then you're gaining more and more skills. You're learning more and more things. And then who's to say that you wouldn't be there for two, three, five, seven years. And then you go off and start a another. Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five. Five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. Other business. And part of that is because you learned so much at the company that you were at. So she just talks about how you have this entire body of work. I think about my body of work all the time. I think about all the creative projects that I have. I think about my work as leading a company that, that coaches people and teams. But there's so much that we can do. How are you leveraging all of your strengths in all of the different areas? And are you making the best decisions for you in your career life? Are you making decisions based on what you want? Or are you thinking about your critics? Are you thinking about the haters? Are you thinking about the people that do not matter because they do not live your life? And so if you're in a period of transition, if you're in a period of figuring out where it is that you need to go or where you want to go next, and maybe it's an unpopular decision, I definitely recommend checking out the book, Body of Work. She also has a book. That's not really what the interview was, was mostly about. We mostly talked about uh, we were talking about a lot about the creative process, as as I do on the, my podcast, Create for No Reason. Uh, but the widest net is her newest book, and she really talks about building community. It says unlock untapped markets and discover new customers right in front of you. So um, another book from Pamela Slim. But you can definitely check out that podcast um, to get a feel for Pamela and some of the insight that she shares in her book. She works with a lot of solopreneurs and she's really an incredible author and speaker and um, entrepreneur herself. So I work with a lot of leaders. I work with a lot of leaders and we work with um, CEOs and senior level executives and managers. In fact, I was talking to a guy yesterday who definitely needs a coach how do I know that? Because everyone needs a coach. We all need a third-party person in our life to bounce ideas off of, to help us get through challenges. And sometimes I, I recognize in our clients that we work with, there's a lot of self-sabotaging behavior. There's a lot of self-sabotaging behavior that, that, people, that people have. And I don't know if it's the older that we get, we, we, we have these, these behaviors. And so I just wanted to share some of these self-sabotaging self behaviors that 
I've discovered in some people. And then I wanted to, and then I want to open it up for the rest of the time to have some, to have some dialogue with, uh, with all of you. Uh, but these are some things that I've noticed in a lot of people. And again, we all need a coach. We all need that person that's going to help us grow and get better. And it doesn't matter. I mean, again, I work with CEO and top level leaders that are running multi-million dollar companies, as well as, you know, the, the stay at home mom that just is looking for, uh, she's just looking for, Hey, my kids are going off to school and I don't know what to do next. We work with all different kinds of people in different ways. Part of it, you know, we do a lot of executive coaching. We also have life coaching, which I know many, many of you have, I've have know about, um, I've talked about dream manager. We have a dream manager life coaching program. We actually certify dream managers and certified dream managers. Basically, uh, we give them the tools that they need. We give them a whole curriculum to be able to go and coach their people. And it's a life coaching program. And we talk about every area of life, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual. And every time that you meet with your clients, every time you're meeting with your, with your coach, you're talking through your dreams. What are the dreams you have for yourself, for your life, for your family? And every time you meet with your coach, you're talking through not only holding you accountable for your dreams, but you're talking about your physical mastery. You're talking about emotional and spiritual. You're talking about the genius of your personality. You take a, a, you take a personality assessment. You talk about what makes you you, what makes you unique, what makes you special. How are you leveraging your gifts every single day to become the best version of yourself? And so that is what we do in, in more of the, in the life coaching. And then the executive coaching is a lot different because executive and business coaching is really more around, hey, I just need help with a specific challenge. I'm dealing with a people issue. I'm dealing with a person on my team. I'm dealing with the hiring process and figuring all that out. So those, those are both, they're, they're different types of coaching. But in no matter what types of coaching, we always see these self-sabotaging behaviors. So the first one is people stop dreaming. People stopped dreaming. It is so sad. In fact, when I was in DC last week for this leadership training, I was standing in front of a room of 25 very intelligent leaders. They are at the top of their game. They are the leadership team for this organization. They're incredible people. And one of the things that I asked them, I, I, I gave them all a piece, a sheet of paper, and I said, write one dream, one personal dream that you have for yourself. That's it, just one. And multiple people said, oh, gosh, this is really hard. This is really hard. What? Oh, my gosh, they don't even know what we do with, with our clients. With our clients, we make them write a list of 100 dreams. A hundred dreams, and they couldn't even come up with one because we stopped dreaming. People have stopped dreaming. And we need to remember your dreams are yours for a reason. They are absolutely yours for a reason. Whatever they stir inside you, there's something about them that that it's meant for you. And so we can never stop dreaming. Never. In fact, I talk about this all the time. What is the one way that you can that you can immediately strike engagement with anyone in your life? 
ask them, what's your dream? Ask them what their dream is. They might be caught off guard because they're not used to it. But man, when you give someone the opportunity to talk about their dreams, what they want for themselves and their families, oh, nothing lights people up more. It's how you can learn so much about someone. In fact, when I ask people, what's one dream you have for your life? A lot of times they'll say to me, you mean personal or professional? And I say, whichever. And that tells you a lot about a person, right? It tells you if they value their their family and their, not that they value it more, but they that's kind of more top of mind or their work. And it gives you a lot of insight into them. So what's your dream is, the, is such a great question to ask people, to ask your team, to go back to your team and ask them to get to know them a little bit more, to not only ask them, but to now have that data so you can help them achieve that dream. We all need to inspire each other to keep dreaming. If someone's going through a difficult, challenging time, do you know what a dream does? A dream helps people remember that the future is bigger than their past and that they can work towards that dream. And dreams do not mean that they have to be, I want to live on a mansion and have a yacht. No, it can be the smallest of things. It's, it's dreams of losing weight, of feeling healthier, of having date nights with my, with my spouse, of not working as hard as I'm working right now, of growing my business, of, of retiring, whatever those things are, of, of buying my first home. We have dreams in all different areas, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, legacy, creative, intellectual, psychological, material. Yes, it's okay to have material dreams. So the, the first way that, that people self-sabotage is stop dreaming. They stop dreaming. People think, oh, I can't dream. I have bills to pay and things to do. I can't dream. That's not true. When we dream, we actually put ourselves in an empowered position to make more things happen to create a better life for ourselves and the people we love. Number two is negative self-talk. Stop listening to your inner critic. Oh my gosh, how many of us, we have this inner critic. It's that voice. That the second that you, that you say, hey, I'm going to make this call because I really want to work with this organization, and maybe you're going to reach out to the CEO of that company because you want to you work with that person. They're your dream client. And when you go to pick up the phone, what does that inner critic say? They're never going to want to work with you. Why would they work with you? He's not even going to take your call. It's those. It's when you sit down to create your video or to do your, your Instagram live that you've been wanting to do. It's right before you hit that button. It's, oh my gosh, I'm going to sound stupid. I'm going to look bad. People aren't going to like it. What if nobody watches? What if I mess up? That's your inner critic and we listen to it, but we can't. We need to care about our work. We need to care about our dreams. We need to care about our, our creative pursuits more than we care about the critic, and that includes that negative self-talk and that inner critic. I've talked about this uh, before. There's this book that I read that uh, John Acuff has a book called Soundtracks. It is such an incredible book. If you have negative self-talk and you need to get out of the cycle, this book is really wonderful. He's an incredible writer. It's a really easy read, but he talks about asking yourselves three questions when you have this negative self-talk over and over. Is it, is it true? Is it kind? And is it helpful? Probably not 
it's probably none of those three things. And so then that's when you recognize this is negative self-talk and you have to get yourself out of it. When we are self-aware enough to recognize that we're doing these things, that is the only way that we're going to be able to get ourselves out of it. We have to recognize when we're doing this. Number three of the six ways that, that, you, that people self-sabotage, victim mentality, blaming other people, blaming your circumstances and making excuses. This is when we're playing victim. These are all excuses to not try, right? Like if we're blaming others, like, oh, it's not my fault. I didn't know. Or I'm not in a position to be able to do that. There is something, you know, the, if, you, if you're a fan of stoicism, which I definitely am a huge fan of stoicism, and basically stoicism, like if you break down stoicism until it, to, to like the core of it, it's there are things you can control and there are things that you can't control. And we need to focus on the things that we can control. I think about that um, even in politics, right? Like in politics, like there's a lot of, of complaining that happens in politics and like, the, like in, in, in what people are doing in D.C., right? But like think about your local politics. You can control what's happening locally, which actually makes more sense for you to care about. Because it really impacts your life a lot more than anything else. So there are things you can control. There are things that you can't control. What are the things that you can control? And every single day, you have control over a lot more than you think. In fact, if you want to do a fun exercise, if you're feeling frustrated and you're feeling like, oh, my gosh, I have, there's no way out. There's nothing I can do. If you ever have that feeling, you take a sheet of paper and you draw, what, these are the things I can control. These are the things I can control on one on either side. And you write down all the things that you can control. You can control your mindset. You can control your thoughts. You can control picking up and taking action on whatever it is that you want to do. You can press the record button. You can create that video. You can sit down and write. You can sit down and make those phone calls, those sales calls. You can do that. You might not get the outcome that you want right away, but guess what? You, you don't have control over the way that the person responds on the other end of the phone. You do have control over picking up that phone and making that next call to achieve the goals that you're trying to achieve in building your business. Okay, I'm going to end with four, five, and six really quick, and then I'm going to open it up. But I'm going to do a quick, quick room reset because you are in Breakfast with Champions, the Millionaire Breakfast Club. You, we are here every single morning, 5 a.m. till sometime in the afternoon, bringing you education, motivation, and inspiration to make sure that you have an incredible day. Like Len Lendy always says, hey, if you start the, the way that you start your morning impacts the rest of, the, the, of your day. And so if you do his morning five planner, you've already done your gratitude and your goals. You got up, you got out of bed. If you're not out of bed, get out of bed. Get out of bed and let's make things happen because that's what we're talking about today. You need a quick, uh, if you need a kick in the butt, you're in here for a reason. You're getting some good stuff out of today to hopefully help empower you to have the most incredible day and to achieve those dreams that you're trying to achieve. No, that, not that you're trying to, that you are achieving. When I say try, notice now. <laughs> All right. Um, self-sabotaging behavior. People stop dreaming. Number one, two, negative self-talk. Three, victim mentality. Four, lack of systems. 
systems drive behaviors. We need to create systems that support good habits and eliminate bad ones. This is self-sabotaging behavior, right? When we, we, when we lack systems, what it, um, I think it's in James Clear's book, uh, Atomic Habits, such a great book. If you haven't read it, read it, especially if you're trying to implement better habits. We don't fall to, we don't, we, I think it's like, we don't rise to the level of our dreams. We fall or we don't, oh my gosh, I have to Google it. We fall to the level of our habits. I don't know. Some can, I got to look it up. It's a really great, <laughs> it's a really great quote. Um, usually I'm better at remembering quotes, um, but we've got to have good systems in place. Like one of the things that, that, that we do in our life when we're creating systems is like making it easy to wake up in the morning, right? Making it easier to wake up at five o'clock. James, in his book, he talks about putting your workout clothes out to be seen. So when you first get out of bed, that's a system that now supports, right? When I wake up, I put on my workout gear and I go for a run or I go to the gym and I go work out. Make sure that you have healthy food in your refrigerator. Do food prep so you have food, healthy foods. Like it's systems. Systems drive behaviors. When we put systems in place, it supports us in making better decisions. Number five of self-sabotaging behavior, prioritizing instant gratification. Oh, this is a good one because we, we want things now. We love instant gratification. We need to resist immediate pleasure today in order to create a better tomorrow, right? It's like we, it's way easier for us to just put things off today because we'd rather just go have fun. We'd rather just go hang out, but we've got to do the work. Like we talked about earlier, it's getting fanatical about the process, how you can grow and get better every single day. Prioritizing. Don't prioritize instant gratification, and so many people do. It's We have to take the long view. One of my favorite quotes from Matthew Kelly is, we, over, we overestimate what we can accomplish in a year, and we underestimate what we can accomplish in a lifetime. Think about that. In a lifetime. I think about that, especially even when I'm doing the podcast, you know, doing a podcast every week, it's a lot, it can be a lot. Like I have to get out a new episode every single week and it's 57, it's 59 episodes. And there are times when I haven't felt like it, but I was like, no, you know what? I just got to keep going. I just have to keep going because you never know, right? Like you never know who you're impacting and you never know the difference that you're making. And I'm excited to see, well, okay, well, I've been doing it for a year and a half. What's going to happen after two years, three years, four years. It's the long view. So many people start projects they don't finish because we don't take the long view because we want instant gratification instead. And number six, self-sabotaging behaviors focused on the past. We focus on the past. We think about, oh, I could have, should have, would have decisions that you didn't make. Instead of thinking about the past, believe you have the power to create a future that is bigger and brighter than your past. Because you do. And that goes all the way back to number one about stopped people who stopped dreaming. When you dream, when you dream and you never stop dreaming, you're constantly writing down your dreams. Again, I always encourage you, create your list of 100 dreams. Yes, I know it seems like a lot, but just get started. Ask other people about their dreams, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, legacy, creative, intellectual. 
material, all these different areas of dreams that you have in your life. When you have that list of a hundred dreams, you are moving towards them because your future is bigger than your past. It's so much easier to stop focusing on your past when you're focused on a bigger, brighter future. Who cares what you could have, should have, would have done? What can you do? What can you do today? Right? It's that focusing on what you can control, what not what you can't control. And when you focus on what you can control, you will, you will see change. You absolutely will. So those are the six self-sabotaging behaviors. When you recognize them, again, this is huge. Self-awareness is a huge skill that we all can get better at. I think every single person, even if you're a very self-aware individual, I think we can always get better at self-awareness. We need to recognize when we're doing these things in our life. We need to recognize the things that we say, how we're speaking. And when you re start recognizing, you notice the things that you say, like even just now, I, I, when I said trying, right? I'm like, oh no, now when I say try, I recognize it so much. I'm like, no, I'm not trying, I'm doing. I'm doing, because every single day I show up, so I'm not trying, I'm doing. And so pick up on those little subtleties, right? Those little things that you say, your words are powerful. Your words are so powerful. That's why number two in the self-sabotaging behavior is negative self-talk. That means your inner critic. That means also speaking out loud, speaking those words out loud. I'm like, no, no, don't say those things out loud. Don't put them out into the universe. So those are those self-sabotaging behaviors. Okay. I feel like I know I kind of went off on, on multiple different, um, I, I started talking about the creative process. I kind of ended on self-sabotaging behavior, but all of those things have just been on my heart, especially because I, again, I coach a lot of people, my team coaches, leaders, and no matter who you are, these are the things that show up every single day. And I am always fascinated. In fact, I had a, I had a leader come up to me uh, at, at the end of the training and he walked over to me and he looked at me and he said, so are we way more messed up than anyone else you've worked with? <laughs> and I started laughing and I was like, you know, people are people are people. We all have the same challenges. We all have the same issues. Some are higher level than others, but like they're the same because we're all human. And so I think it's always fascinating when I get to meet with different individuals and, and we all think we're so unique and we are very unique, but we're also more similar than we think. And so um, I would love to hear any thoughts or shares, a takeaway or two from um, any of you uh, on any of the stuff that I talked about today. would love to hear if there's maybe you're recognizing some self-sabotaging behavior in yourself or just one takeaway. What is one thing that you took away from our time together that's going to help you uh, become a better version of yourself today? Hey, Kate, good morning. <clears throat> This is Dr. Aldemetva, Professor. Thank you so much for your session. Um, one thing that I really learned from this session today is the ability for us to dream more, to, to let our imagination just run wild and just allow ourselves to see a future and possibilities that actually exist. You know, everything we have right now was created out of a thought or nothing actually at the beginning, right? Until someone thought about it and started to put some things in place. So we still have infinite possibilities that are accessible to us. So dreaming would allow us to access that. So thank you so much. That was something that I truly loved. Oh, Dr. Oh, thank you so much. I always love hearing your voice in here. Thank you, thank you. Yes, keep on dreaming. Um, I saw Justin 
and then Gina. Je or Gina, are you my unmiked? Jess, let's go Justin and then Gina. No, no, G Gina first. I got to hear what she okay. says. Okay, are you, Gina, are you opening? Did you open your mic? Are you talking to me, Kate? Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. I was just listening, girl. Oh, okay. Your mic was unmuted, so I was like, Oh, I'm sorry. You? I don't know why. No, no, you're so good. You're good. Amateur hour over All here right, at Jess. the Skeleton House. I just look up. <laughs> Rookie mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, I was going back to the quote that you dropped, Kate. Um, I looked it up just to help, and it's, we don't rise to the level of our expectations. We fall to the level of our training, and it's, through, it's true in everything, right? Because we get emotional when things are thrown at us. We get off kilter, and, you know, the moves that are muscle memory are everything. And I think you got to make a conscious decision. Um, I use the term system solutions for people problems, and I'll use, like, my diet, for example. I love cooking. I'm just in a mode right now where my opportunities outweigh my ability to sit down and meal prep every week. So I order a meal prep service and it's kind of done for me and I don't really have to think about it. Right. But there's other things from a skill level perspective, our team is killing it. And the role play room that we do is super, super important. And that's training for me. That's like Kobe hitting jump shots. Right. So you have to be conscious about your ambitions and your actions. Do your actions map to your ambitions? Well, check your calendar, because if they don't, change your ambitions or change your actions. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Uh, it's always, right? It's the calendar. Like, that's the thing. If you look at someone's calendar, you know what's important to them. Because we all, we, can, we all make time for the things that we really want to make time for. It's, it just is what it is. Like, that is just what it is. Um, and James, so James, in, in James Clear's book, he also writes, you do not rise to the level of your goals, you fall to the level of your systems. And like, it's the systems that you put into place. Like, it's the systems. And what's cool is that just like with habits, the more that you do it, the it just is so, it just becomes nature, right? Like, I don't even think about it. When I wake up, I mean, I've been waking up early since I was in my 20s. I've been waking up and going to the gym early since in my 20s, like at 5 a.m., right? So like when people ask me like, well, how do you wake up? I'm not a good person to ask because I, it is just ingrained in me. Like I don't even think about it. Like I wake up, I work out in the morning. That's what I do. Like that to me, like if I don't do it, my day is like all off. And on Sunday, uh, my friends tease me because they know on Sunday evening I'm doing food prep. I'm making a bunch of healthy foods because, like, I bring my lunch when I go to work, like, all of those pieces. It's just that is it has become who I am. Like, I don't even know any other way to be. And so that's what's so interesting about habits. And I know people kind of talk about their, you know, being it's whether it's 33 days or 66 days. I think 66 days is like the average amount of time that it takes to build a habit, but the habit, like, it's more about, you know, don't just focus on like how many days you need to do it. Just focus on the activity. Like if you truly want it to be a habit, it shouldn't be like a 33, 66 days of something. It's like a, Hey, this is a forever change that I really want to make in my life because it makes my life better. Um, all right. Who else had a share that they wanted to. Okay. It's Linnell. Good morning. Good morning. This is such a good segment and it's amazing that you asked the question, how many people are where they want to be in life? And to hear so many people on mic 
and um, you know admit that they're not where they where they want to be. It's amazing because when we're going through something in life, or if we are establishing a new level on our way to establishing that new level, we can think that it's just us. But to hear other people, like they're still working on themselves, they're still working towards that goal, may not have reached it as of yet, but the fact that they're all in the process and on the way, it was very nice to hear it this morning. So thank you for asking that question. Awesome segment, always good to hear from you. This is Linnell Burns, I'll go ahead and mute out. Oh, thanks, Linnell. Yeah, I love asking that question because I think it helps us, uh, it helps us recognize that we're not alone, right? I think so often we, especially if you work for yourself, if you're in business for yourself and you're, if you're alone, even like with a team, I think it can be so, become so easy. You know, it's easy for us to think, oh, everyone else has everything figured out. Everyone else has, they, they knew from the beginning what was going on. Like, and that is just not true. I mean, I can't tell you how many people that I have become friends with who on the outside, I was like, oh, they, 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 have, they know everything. Like they never have a bad day. They always feel like they're just like rocking it out. But like, it's not true. It's almost like we know it's not true, but we don't believe it. Because we still see people and we are, we look at people's social media feeds and we look at people, you know, talking about all of the incredible things that are happening in their life. Well, of course, because they're not telling us or most people aren't shouting from the rooftops the things that they're challenged by or the things that they really messed up on. It's just not the way that people are. And so we look at these highlight reels of people and we can sometimes believe that we're the only ones that are struggling or we're the only ones feeling a certain way. And that is not the case. Especially when we think about the past, I mean, so, so many leaders, oh my gosh, I, I work with so many leaders that are stuck in, I could have, should have, would have, oh, if I could go back 10 years, oh, if I, if only I knew, if only I realized. And so I, we always have to come back to what's your bigger, better future? What is your dream for your life right now? You know, I mentioned this in. I think I mentioned this last week, but it, oh my gosh, it's so good. So Matthew Kelly, um, he has a book called Life is Messy. And in one of the sections, he it's, it's called Mourning the Life That Could Have Been. Mourning the Life That Could Have Been. And it's a powerful section because he talks about you have to let go. Not only do you have to let go of the life that could have been, you have to mourn it. You have to, if, if, if you get stuck in the past and you're thinking, oh, my life would have been so perfect if I married that person or if I took that role or if I started this business or whatever it is, right? Like whatever you're thinking about in the past, if you take that life and you, you even think about, hey, this is what you believe your life would look like, which by the way, we do not know, right? Like you do not know how your life would have looked like had you made a different decision. You can dream up all you want and it's probably this perfect life that we all know dude does not exist because perfect does not exist. And you take that, but you think about what that life is and you mourn it. You let it go. You're like, okay, that life was not for me, but I can do something to create the future that I want to see starting today. And maybe it doesn't look the way that you thought it would. Man, I remember when I was in my 20s, I was, I was always the youngest person in the room. Always, because I was working at a chamber of commerce, and I was, um, and I was always with a lot of like people in their like late thirties, forties, and fifties, sixties. Like, 
a lot of older people. I always felt super young. I don't know. One day I realized it was, I don't even remember when it was, but I remember walking down like, oh no, when did this happen? I'm not the youngest person in the room anymore. So, but I remember, I remember meeting some of these people and I was like, that'll never be me. Like I never want this to happen to me, but this is life. Like it's life. Things happen. You know, people are, have challenges in relationships. People get divorced. People lose their business. People, there are things that happen in the world and the things that happen to us. What matters most is how we choose to get up. It's how we choose to move forward. It's how we choose to take every single thing that you've learned from every experience that you've had, both good and bad, and you move it into your future. You take what you need, you leave what you don't, and you build the bigger future that you see for yourself. Don't try to recreate what it could have been. Create what it can be. Create what you want it to look like now, today. And that's what's so powerful about dreaming is because it's all about future. It's all about building whatever future that you want to see and then focusing every single day on those small steps, those small things that you can do that are going to turn into those bigger visions that you have. And so uh, I have the link at the top of, of the room. It's for my newsletter, Massive Optimism. And I would love for you to be to be part of that newsletter. What I've been loving so much is sending this out every single every single Sunday and I share I share resources. I just share five ideas to inspire. It's book recommendations, it's journaling prompts, it's I share some videos, I share just um I share I share some quotes. I just share some inspiration for your Sunday to start the week. And what it's been so exciting and what I've been loving about doing it over the past few months is that sometimes people will, will email me back, which is my favorite thing. I love when people email me back and they tell me one thing that they got out of it or something that they've been thinking about because it helps me recognize, again, we are so similar. We are all so much more similar. It's why we love coming into Breakfast with Champions, right? Because we, we share these messages. We share, we share each other's stories. We watch each other grow. And that's what it's about. It's about getting better every single day. It's about enjoying the journey. It's about enjoying the process. It's more focused on process than on outcome to gain the skills that you need to, to build to become the person that you want to be, to become the best version of yourself. I think we have time for one more share. Okay, can I jump in? Sure. Hey, this is Jackie. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed the segment. Uh, but one of the things you talked about you know, earlier was uh, that negative self-talk. And the inner critic, I know that Lolita talks about that quite a bit herself. And I love that because I am coaching uh, women in weight loss. And one of the biggest problems that they have is they they talk so negative about themselves. And, you know, we as women, we that whole self-image thing is huge. You know, even if we're size four, we our hands are too big. Our ears are sticking out or whatever it is with us. I don't like my hair. I don't like my nose. And there's always something that we can identify that we are our worst inner critics and we talk about ourselves so badly. And I think that is so huge because that destroys your dream, that destroys individual, that that literally causes people to take to do to um be suicidal. And so I think it's so important. So in my coaching these women regarding weight loss, that's my very first session 
talking about that negative self-talk because that right there will cause you not to move forward with weight loss with anything in life so i think that was so vital that you brought that up that i'm sure even in business as we move forth in our business and we think you know oh i didn't do this right i didn't do this right i didn't do this right but instead of really giving ourselves more credit on what we're doing that's good and i think that's that's huge moving forward so thank you so much for that that just that just struck a pine with me right there thanks a lot Ms. jackie Oh, thank you, Jackie. And I love the work that you do. It's so important. And Lolita actually does a really wonderful exercise about that. And um, I'm, I'm, I, whatever. I don't know what she's going to talk about today, but I do know that she has coaching cocktails and conversations and it's an incredible room. And I love when she talks through kind of helping people to, um, to kind of share their I am statements. Because when we focus on who we are, those I am statements, right? Like, I am abundant, I am love, I am successful, I am creative, I am passionate, I am a leader, like all of those pieces, when we say those things to ourselves, like those are the words we need to feed ourselves. Those are the things that we need to say. And even if you don't necessarily believe it today, we still say it. We still say it because at some point, you're going to start believing it because it's true. All right. I love my segments here with all of you champions and breakfast of champions. Thank you so much for the time. If there is anything that I can do to support you, please let me know. I always love hearing from you. So if you message me over on Instagram, send me an Instagram message. Let me know one takeaway that you got out of our session today. I would love to hear from you. Again, I hope that you sign up for Massive Optimism. When I send out the emails, if you have something that you want to share with me, please message me back. I always email everyone back. I really do love meeting all of you in Breakfast of Champions, getting to know you a little bit more, how I can best support you. If you are looking, if you are in need of a life coach or the business coach, anything like that, please reach out to me about that too. I would love to talk to you about that. My team and I, this is what we do. We work with organizations every single day to help their CEOs, executive teams, or solopreneurs and leaders that are trying to grow their business, that are just trying to become a better version of themselves. Would love to, to talk to you and see if that might be an opportunity to help you become the best version of yourself moving forward. So please connect with me either way. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.